We are so glad you're back with us for the start of season two. You are not going to want to miss this entire episode as we answer two listener questions. What are the implications in 2021 of pursuing a degree or online MBA? And how do people in leadership look at your graduate status? And how much does it mean to them? So stay tuned as Devon and I provide answers to those questions and also make sure to stick around to the end so you can find out how to enter our next raffle. So continue to ride with us as we take it to the next level in season two, More Than a Pod. Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast presented to you by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. Uh, This is a show where we teach you really what it takes to live as a leader worth following, how to develop others to do the same, and in doing so, leave a legacy for generations to come. I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr. along with my co-host, which I'm joined by, Anthony Devon Watts Jr. What's good, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, It is a new year, uh, and I'm excited about that. 2K21. uh, And if our folks have been following us for some time, if you notice on season one, I had the curls, and it was time. It was time to uh, to make a change. So I uh, got a fresh cut from my barber, Jazz at Custom Cuts, uh, out here in Pine Hill. Yes, shout out to my brother, Jazz. Again, yeah, I just felt like it, it was time to do something a little bit different. So uh, I usually Absolutely. go in. Hashtag New Year, New there You. There you go. Right? There you go. Hashtag New Year, New <laughs> Me. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm feeling great. Had a, a really good day today. Had a good workout. Got a fresh cut. Um, spent some time, like, you know, spent, invested some time with my mom for like a good three hours, man. And just talking about goals for, for this new year. Um you know, it's just uh, sharing, uh, loving on one another. You know what I mean? And uh, just mm-hmm. again, just soaking up time with my mom. So that was really good. And uh, again, happy about the day. Happy about where we're at. And and excited, man. This is uh, the first uh, episode of season two. Uh, so I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. What about you? How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing well too. Uh, like you said, it's the first episode of season two, the first episode of the new year, the first episode of this new journey that we're taking the legacy leadership podcast on mm-hmm. and evolving that to be more than a pod hashtag more than a pod uh, with the legacy leadership learning group. Um, so yeah, man, like you, I'm, I'm super excited as well. Um, um, you know, the, the Oregon ducks losing, you know, not included in that, uh, <laughs> the, you know, just the, the timing of all that, but I, I've been able to work through it. We've been, you know, kind of doing pre-production here for, you know, about an hour and a half or so. So that's giving me some time to settle my spirit and get into the right mindset, um, for us to tackle this podcast, man. But yeah, outside of that, man, I'm, I'm good, man. The kids are good. The missus is good. Um, you know, we bought in the, the new year, super low key. And it's funny. You were talking about like, just, you know, connecting with your, your moms and, um, you're talking about goals and all that good stuff. Uh, it was a Mrs. idea this year to bring in the new year um, with, um, you know, vision boards and uh, and some champagne. And so that's exactly what we did, like leading up to the ball drop. And then even after that, you know, just going through magazines and kind of formulating our vision boards and getting those things put together. And um, and it was it was uh, it was the first year. It was the first year that I've ever spent a New Year's like that. Like usually it's either. Yeah, you had the young years where you like you go out and you want to like party and experience things. And I did that for a little bit. And then you have the years as you mature a little bit. And then it's more intimate with family. Y'all just eating and hanging out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this is the first year, obviously, because, of you know, you know, the Rona and all this other stuff. And we had just left Orlando uh, that we we're like, you know, we're going to keep it super low key. <clears throat> we're going to hang out at the crib and let's just do something like 
ultimately intimate. Um, and it was just her and myself and just kind of talking about our goals and our futures and our aspirations and um, committing that to paper, man. So mm-hmm. um, I'm energized off of that too, man. I'm, I'm energized off of that too, you know, to sit with my partner and for her and I to just kind of hash those things out and understand the things that she's trying to accomplish and the things that I'm trying to accomplish and the things we're trying to accomplish collectively, man. Like um, that's just great energy yeah. to bring into 2021. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um, you just, you know, you mentioned writing them down. Uh, and I would tell all of our, our listeners out there, legacy leaders, again, you can follow both of us on Instagram, uh, Devon at leadership docent. Uh, you can also follow me at coach Jimmy G jr. I actually just made a post earlier today about the importance of writing your goals down. Uh, so if you want to read it, go to face, uh, Facebook, go to Instagram. You can find it on Facebook too. Uh, we'll go to Instagram again at coach Jimmy G jr. Uh, and make sure to follow us, uh, the Legacy in Leadership podcast at uh, Legacy Leadership. You can follow us there on Instagram uh, and as well on Facebook at uh, Legacy Leadership Community. Uh, definitely uh, on YouTube. We have our whole um, vanity URL is all set up. So Legacy in Leadership podcast on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook and also on LinkedIn. Again, you can follow us on all of those social media platforms uh, to continue to connect with us as we put out different types of content uh, in those various places as well. So um, goals are important. We'll be actually talking about goals uh, throughout, you know, kind of the the first few weeks as we go through this month of January. That's something that uh, is highly important for success and trying to achieve what it is that you're looking to accomplish. Um, so more to come on that, but yeah, make sure that you're writing down your goals uh, and um, and taking the proper steps. Because if not, then it's really just a dream. It's a thought, uh, but you want to make sure that you put put them down on paper and actually start taking action on those. Um, yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's funny too because like um, <clears throat> we actually with our our legacy leader community started laying the foundation for goal setting and kind of um, tackling that in the 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, with the work we were doing with the Focus for Success webinar that we just came off of. And so um, for any of our listeners, if you were either following along with us for the Focus for Success Challenge, um, where we took our Legacy Leader community um, through a 21-day challenge where every single day we had a brand new challenge that um, helped support our ability to focus, drive our ability to focus, because that's the foundation that you build kind of all of these other things on, right? Like being able to really lock in and clearly define what it is that you're trying to get after. Um, or if you've been following along on YouTube, on the periphery, and you've just been watching um, some of the recap episodes that we've been dropping. Or if the first time you really got introduced to us was the most recent teaser that we dropped for season two, mm-hmm. where we touch a little bit on the Focus for Success Challenge. Um, you know, again, in all of those areas, you're going to find that goal setting continues to come up as a consistent theme. Um, but we start with focus and driving focus and driving focus in our personal lives, um, in our, um, our, our business, um, you know, just kind of all of those critical areas that you need to really be able to drive focus in before you can start establishing sound goals, mm-hmm. uh, in those areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we, uh, we closed out season one uh, and really kind of 2020 with the Focus for Success webinar, which led us to starting the Facebook community, uh, which is Legacy mm-hmm. Leader Community. Uh, so, again, mm-hmm. please go to Facebook if you're on that platform uh, and join us where we can have more conversations and interact. Uh, and we have a lot more uh, content and, and kind of exclusive stuff that's only for that community. So if you haven't joined us yet, again, go to Facebook, Legacy Leader Community. Um, but when we started the community, um, my my friend over here, my co-host, has not been, I don't know if he's never been on Facebook or just hasn't been on Facebook for uh, a long time. Um, no, I was on Facebook as a jit. Okay. Like, I was probably last on Facebook when I was like a uh, sophomore in high school, maybe. Okay. Sophomore high school. So um, for those trying to size up my age, right? So that's probably about 16, 17 years ago or so. I'm 32, right? So we do like some quick, quick math on that. Um, cause, yeah, because I graduated at, at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> right. So you're talking about 16, 17 years ago. So obviously my Facebook content back then was a lot different <laughs> than what it would be. <laughs> now it's a 30 year old man. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, just, I think for the most part, I just I had no desire to, um, you know, have like just 
any presence there, to be honest with you. Like I just, it, it didn't feed anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a purpose, you know, to be on there. Um, and so, yeah, I was just, you know, I don't know, just kind of thugging it out and being a loner and maybe even being a little bit of a, um, a, you know, a rebel and, you know, being like, oh, no, man, I ain't on Facebook, but we, we um, as we've gone through this journey, yes. yeah, you got, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Our legacy leader community gave, gave me purpose. Um, and what we're, what we're building, what we've been building from the legacy and leadership podcast to this legacy leadership learning group, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. for our listeners. Um, but that gave me purpose. So, um, the fact that we were going to be running this challenge and, you know, obviously, you know, both of us have to facilitate and participate and we just want to be able to connect and convene. And, um, I, obviously I wanted to be able to connect with people so that I can get a better sense of who our listeners are and what they need. Um, you know, what our, you know, what our learners need. And then also some people can get some exposure to just kind of who I am outside of the podcast. I mean, um, I think, you know, you'll co-sign this, like, you know, what you, what you get from me on audio uh, and on video is a hundred percent authentically me. Right. But it's a time capsule, right? It's like you get me for an hour. And then after that, um, you know, you got to wait till the next episode. So this was a great opportunity to just really be able to engage in real time, right? And do some live broadcasts and, um, you know, to comment and engage and ask questions and provide perspective. So, yeah. Now, the unintended benefit of this entire process has been the fact that through this, I've been able to actually reconnect with a lot of folks. First and foremost, family members. Again, this past year, we recently made the move for the entire family down here to South Florida mm-hmm. um, because I got a new opportunity. And so, um, you know, Facebook obviously serves as a vehicle, and this is not an advertisement for Facebook, but we're just going to talk about how the platform works. Uh, but Facebook, if you hear this, cut the check. <laughs> uh, um, but um, yeah, Facebook just served as a vehicle for for me to be able to connect with family members, you know, that are all over the place, you know, Georgia, California, uh, you know, Jersey, New York, uh, Baltimore, all these different places so that they could one stay plugged into kind of what's going on going with me, but more importantly, stay plugged in what's going on with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody just wants to, you know, because again, the time just passes so quickly. Yeah. And um, especially, you know, I'm thinking about kind of around Linux's age, man, the, the difference of three months is like night and day. Yeah. He's like a totally different baby, a totally different person. He's a toddler now. He got his personality. So, um, so that's been cool, uh, to be able to stay plugged in and kind of find out what's going on with the family members that I care and I love for and vice versa. Um, but then also I started to get reconnected with some of these folks that knew me on Facebook from high school back when I was on 16, 17 years ago. Um, and the cool thing about that is they've gotten exposure to what we've been building. They've also gotten some exposure to kind of the journey that I've been on in my career, because you, for most of these folks, the last time they, they saw of me or heard of, or, you know, heard from me was, um, when I was getting ready to go off to college, they knew that, Hey, I, you know, I've been an athlete. I accepted a scholarship. Okay. He's going to go off to college and you're going to play ball. And then that's kind of the end of yeah. it, right. From, from their perspective. Um, and so now to come back full circle and it's like, okay, well, what has ever happened to him? Um, and so that was really cool. And I think one of the most impactful, um, you know, um, you know, folks that I've been able to just kind of rekindle with or reconnect with is I'm a former classmate who's currently um, a doctor or in residency to finish up his, his uh, doctorate. <clears throat> um, and like he just started consuming some of the, the, the challenge content, but also the podcast content. He went back to the YouTube and he just started, you know, consuming that stuff. Um, and it really started to resonate with him because he's also making this decision right now, like, okay, after my doctorate, I want to continue to go to school. And I'm, and I'm not surprised by this because this cat is like super, super, he was always super, super sharp, um, just super, super bright, super ambitious, hungry. Um, in fact, he also has a, um, him and a couple of friends actually won a contest um, for <clears throat> Uh, basically like a, um, an innovation grant mm-hmm. and th- they were able to use their winnings from that contest to start up a nanotech company um, that they've been slowly building, right? That specializes in kind of the medical space, obviously him and a couple of other folks that are, are um, passionate about that Started up this nanotech company. They share laboratories out of uh, FSU um, and they're kind of on this journey of building that as well. Right. And so, um, you know, he's been telling himself like, Hey, you know, I think I want to go back to school to get my MBA. 
and so after consuming our podcast, he just kind of reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, I love the content. I love the chemistry between you and your co-hosts. Right. He's like, you know, but I wanted to know if you guys had anything talking about um, the value of traditional education and how do people in leadership roles view that these days? Like, has it changed? Like, um, you know, does it make sense for me to get my get my MBA? Is there value in it? Is there not value in it? Is it going to make or break me? Right. And so just a litany of these questions. And um, I thought, man, that's it's kind of. Um, you know, appropriate, you know, or um, appropriate timing, right? Like, you know, just kind of the perfect timing to start broaching those discussions, given the trajectory that we're on, mm -hmm. with what we've been building out with the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. Um, and so um, I will go into this, like, before we start just kind of sharing our thoughts on this, that um, obviously, you know, as with all of this content, this is our, our thoughts rooted in our experiences and the things that we've been able to see firsthand and the decisions that we've been able to make in the rooms that we've been in, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> obviously, this is not a, a blanket, um, you know, um, application for anybody else that's you know, like kind of going out there you obviously you have to make the decision that's in the best interest for you and your family but i'd be more than glad and i think um you know we both be more than glad to kind of talk about our experiences over this journey in corporate america mm -hmm. and how those decisions are being made and how people talk about those things and god for what both of us having over a decade of hiring this you know hiring decisions under our belt mm -hmm. i mean we've hired hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people between the two of us um, personally, and that's not including the thousands that we've been ultimately responsible for through our down chain and just helping, you know, develop people and set standards for what we want in our organization. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like it was perfect timing to kind of talk about those things. And so, um, I guess, you know, kind of jumping into it, um, you know, from your perspective, like how, how do you feel? And I think probably now more than ever, how do you feel? education or the way that companies are assessing the value of education has shifted, um, you know, when you look at traditional versus non-traditional education. And when I say non-traditional um, for our audience, well, you know, what I'm talking about is not just apprenticeships or hands-on experience, but I'm um, also certification, specialized certifications, um, <clears throat> right? Um, attending classes, attending seminars, those type of things, as opposed to um, you know, I'm going to sign up for, you know, um, ABC University and I'm going to, you know, pay them, you know, for multiple semesters to get my degree in something. Mm -hmm. uh, I would I would lean on even one of my most you know recent experiences uh, at my last employer and going through the process of trying to to hire in, an instructional designer and as I'm going through that process and, you know, taking a look at, at hundreds of resumes, especially during the time, uh, a lot of folks in the, the learning and development space, and that's typically it's one of the first things that tends to, to get cut uh, when times are hard, especially as everything, you know, uh, that transpired last year within the pandemic. Um, so again, a, a lot of different folks that were out there looking for work. Um, the good thing about that at least the bright side that I looked at is that I really felt that there was going to be some really talented people out there that I would, I would be able to connect with. Uh, and hopefully again, I only had one spot to fill, but you know, be able to make the right choice and bring that person on. Uh, and through that process, uh, I met a lot of people that, um, and it's funny in this, in this particular example, uh, a lot of people seemingly tend to kind of fall into instructional design, uh, and and basically, even for our legacy leaders that, that maybe not have a full context of that particular role, uh, but instructional designers create learning content, whether that is uh, e-learning courses, instructor-led courses, you know, but if you go to a particular course, whether it's through your company or in school uh, or you purchase something online, you know, there's an instructional designer or nowadays they're called learning experience designers that created that content and packaged it up. Um, so a lot of people have kind of fallen into instructional design. And while I don't consider myself an instructional designer by title, uh, I've kind of been the same way, you know, just through my my growth in this learning and development space. Uh, it was something that I found a uh, an appreciation for and wanted to, to learn more about. Um, so a lot of the folks that I met 
didn't necessarily have degrees. Maybe they had a degree in education. There's a lot of teachers that are now making that, that switch to mm -hmm. instructional design. So it's not that they didn't have that. a degree, but they didn't have a degree, which nowadays you can get in instructional design. Um, but some of them had experience um, and they had certifications. Um, you know, there's a number of organizations out there. Um, one of the more prevalent ones is uh, ATD, which is Association for Talent Development. Uh, and, you know, there's a litany of certifications that you can get, one of those being on instructional design and, and kind of learning that process and what that really means to kind of go through um, some of the principles uh, that are within instructional design. Um, so I found a lot of the folks that I was coming across had those. Um, now, having said that, uh, again, for me and what I was looking for, while I, I, I thought that that was important, it was also important, again, in context of this particular role, to also see like what type of work have they done. Uh, and for these type of roles, a lot of folks have online portfolios. They might have a website or, or you know, some places where they can send you where you can see examples of their work. Whether that's on their social media, maybe they have a YouTube channel that they've created to be able to see some of the things that they're, they've created either just as projects or maybe even work that they've done for, for other companies or as a freelancer and stuff like that. Um, so for me personally as a leader, um, I just, and even in my own personal life, man, like I have a degree in business economics. Uh, now I'm in business, so I mean, it, it's play, but the economics portion, like I never went into finance. Uh, I... Um, you know, find myself in, in call centers and up until recently, like my career over 20 years, you know, was in call centers. Um, and my degree, besides, again, the business and kind of management piece didn't necessarily have anything to do with that. Um, but what I what I what I found is even, you know, it's not always it's not always about necessarily the degree what I appreciate about having that and when i see people that have a, a a ba or have gotten their masters it just shows the the dedication and the will that it takes especially as an adult or a young adult to say hey, i have other things going on in my life but i'm still going to dedicate and invest this time into getting this done um so i appreciate that because i've seen it in my own life and i've seen it in other folks uh but i've also seen people uh, like my co-host, um, that have done phenomenal in the workplace and don't, you know, I know you're still working on it, uh, but even uh, a very good friend and, and former boss, uh, Richard, you know, spent 20 years, invested 20 years in his career and hasn't gotten uh, a piece of paper yet, but has mm -hmm. done phenomenal in his career. Uh, my father right now is 63 years old and he's working on getting his bachelor's. He's retired. He's just doing it as a goal and to get it accomplished. But my father was an executive uh, in corporate America for Prudential uh, for many, many years and never even he went back and got like his GED, but never even really officially you know, finished high school like that. Uh, so I've just seen so many examples of of people excelling in their career through hard work, through grit. Of course, there's intelligence, you know, and, and the will to want to learn more. And, and study and know your craft, know the business that you're in and know the people, um, again, that have just found extreme and phenomenal success, not necessarily having a degree. Um, and in this day and age, there's so many technical schools, there are certifications that you can get um, that depending on what it is that you're trying to do, like I just don't, I don't think that it, it, it holds as much weight today as it did, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. Um, even as a parent, like it was drilled in my head, you're going to college, you're going to college. Like, that's all I knew. Now, both of my adults and young adults are in college, but like if they decided to do something else, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at that as long as we had a specific plan in place in regards to how, you know, what kind of career they were going to go into and how, how they were going to be able to get there. Um, but I just don't think that the, uh, having a degree is, is as important today as it was, you know, in the years past. Yeah. So um, it's funny, too. One of the things that you touched on, um, and I think there's um, definitely some causation there, right? You said that um, a lot of organizations from a learning development perspective, they tend to, um, you know, be be stingy. I'll call it stingy. Some some people may say frugal. I'm going to say stingy um, in terms of their investment in the learning space. Um, and I think because of that, that causes a lot of folks um, to 
unintentionally end up in the instructional design space because you're combining a lot of these roles, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, I got to deliver the content. They want me to train this. Somebody got to make it. Well, it got to be me. It can't be anybody else. And so I got to learn some of these things mm -hmm. in order to um, fulfill my commitment. But um, and just in terms of your overall sentiment, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of notes that you, you've touched on that I, that I would uh, agree um, with. Um, and it's funny, too, because I was just having like I was just having this conversation, not directly uh, with Pops when we were up um, in Orlando for Christmas and just kind of talking about the things that we got going on between uh, the Legacy Leadership Learning Group and then talking about the things that I got going on, um, you know, from a, a work perspective, right, from a from a corporate perspective. Um, and then, um, again, generational wealth and just we were touching on all of these things, right, um, like we normally do when we you know catch up. Um, and he's like, bruh, he's like, let me tell you this, man. If I had known when, if I had known that your career and life would be playing out the way that it is currently back when you came home after the first semester at Colgate University and said, I'm not going back to school. He's like, I would have helped you move. I would have been, bro, hey, let's do it. I'll help you move. Because at the time, obviously, um, I think much like Liam, like you, um, it was just instilled in him this thought process you need to to get your, your like you have to go to college. Um, and especially for my father, it was funny <clears throat> because uh, when he graduated high school, um, well, he actually had to get, he got his GED. Um, so he got his GED and then he immediately started working Right. And he wanted to, he's always had this desire to go to, to school to get his college degree. Um, but he just didn't have the means. He ended up joining law enforcement. He ended up joining the military. He ended up leveraging his GI Bill once he ended up doing, I think he did like 10. And um, once he ended up doing 10 with the Army um, to fund his education. Right. And then he now this bro, like he goes to school professionally. Again, he has his. Um, he has bachelor. He has his bachelor's in public administration, his master's in public administration. He has he's working on his bachelor's in nursing. Um, he has his associates in nursing. Um, again, this, he's a bookworm for sure. Right. But it's because, you know, that was always instilled in him. My grandfather, his father, you know, has his doctorate in theology. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather, my grandpa Watts. Um, and so he's like, well, you got to go to school. You got to go to school. And so me being the firstborn and all that good stuff. And he's like, Hey, you gotta go to, you gotta go to college. And I did it for a semester. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going back there. And bruh, if I can go back to that moment and how that played out and just, um, the struggle that my parents had, but also, um, I commend them on the level of support and love that they showed in that moment where they were like, all right, well, I don't agree with this, but this is also your life. And so if you're going to do this, then what is your game plan? Right. Um, and so I think the, it is crazy how timing works out because I think the other thing you touched on, the value has shifted over the past 15 years mm -hmm. or so. Um, and I want to be clear, I am a, I'm a huge proponent. If folks have a desire and aspiration to get their college education, get their college degree, I support absolutely. that. I, I believe in it. I understand the value of it. It absolutely does help to open up doors for you or get you a seat at the table so you can demonstrate kind of what you bring to the table and your skill set and the whole nine. Um, right. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of that. But I, I am also in the camp because I've lived it. I've experienced that that piece of paper is not a reflection of your your intelligence, mm -hmm. your intellect, your ability to produce or, or perform for for the organization. Um, you know, I've been in plenty of rooms with people with high level degrees um, and they are looking to me for solutions and to deliver because they can't. Right. Um, and I've seen that, you know, with our, our good friend Richard as well. Right. So. But I think especially around about 15 years ago, coming off of the um, economic downturn mm -hmm. and all of that, I think a lot of organizations, and especially leaders, they started to recalibrate how they assess the value of traditional education in comparison to hands-on experience and, and apprenticeship. And I think we've continued to kind of see that, that recalibration become the new norm over these past 15 years. Uh, because the organizations have immediately saw the fruit of making that adjustment. It used to be back in the day, you get, you know, the person who has 
the degree, the piece of paper with no prior experience, but they studied the theory of these things and you would immediately bring them into some of these high level roles and you'd say, okay, well, all right, we're willing to teach you how to lead and to teach you the business because you have this degree, right? And mm -hmm. so you've earned your ticket there. Um, and I think at the time of the economic downturn where companies didn't have the opportunity to take those type of gambles, calculated gambles or calculated risk, but they didn't have the opportunity because you didn't even know if you were gonna make it to the next quarter right, or then or the next two quarters, mm -hmm. right, before you're facing bankruptcy, um, they started to go with proven people, proven experience, hands-on experience that they could trust in, right, because they needed some type of baseline of stability, all right, <clears throat> uh, because they didn't have the opportunity to make as many mistakes. And so I think a lot of organizations started to recalibrate and say, okay, well, what value do you put in uh, experience, right? Maybe it used to be 70% traditional education, 30% experience. Well, now that's kind of flipped, right? And now it's 70 uh, experience and maybe 30% traditional education, right? Or some form of education. And then I think along that path, as you had so many people that were displaced because of the economic down, downturn during that time, because I vividly recall this, that a lot of these, a lot of these schools started spinning up adult learning supplements, mm -hmm. right? Like certificates and things like that to help people make the transition from whatever industry they were in to a new industry, right? So you started seeing all these like IT certifications and stuff like that because as companies started to go more digital and building out the kind of that infrastructure, they needed people who understood networking, they needed people who understood servers, they needed people who understood Cisco. Absolutely. And so, right, so instead of doing like four years of that, they were like, okay, well, can we do some of these quick hit um, certifications and apprenticeships? And then over time, I think people started to realize that, hey, that's a proven viable model for um, developing and investing in yourself, right? And investing in uh, your employees. And then the, the suite of offerings started to expand beyond just some of those technical certifications. And then you started seeing companies offer things up like leadership certifications and training certifications and kind of all of these different things. And so, um, yeah, I would just say kind of where we're at today, if you are not in a highly specialized field, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, you know, I, I don't know about you. I ain't gonna feel comfortable uh, going to a doctor that did not actually do their residency and get get their doctorate right. And there's like, no, I, man, I printed. I was a I, I was apprenticing. You know, what I, mean? I, <laughs> I used to, man, I used to hang out around the podiatrist and just you know watch them work on feet. You know what I mean? And then I learned everything I needed to know about hearts. So like, I'm not gonna be cool with that, right? So if you're in a highly specialized uh, industry, then absolutely, like, um, there's a there's a tremendous amount of value. But I think, and this may be passe to say. But I I know what I see. I believe it because I see it in business. Business is not a highly specialized field. Like if you're finance. OK, yeah, finance. That's a, that's a little bit different. Right. We're talking about numbers. We're talking about accounting. And even then you don't need like high level degrees um, in order to, to be effective there. But if you're talking about operational leadership, if you're talking about driving results, if you're talking about leading people, and it doesn't matter what space, right? Whether you're in the office setting, whether you're in, um, you know, contact centers, whether you're in fulfillment centers, some of the best, the people that I've seen perform the best are the folks that um, have demonstrated a high level of effort, hard work, intelligence, right? Um, hell, one of the best, one of the best human resource, um, uh, resource partners I've ever had. One of the best, like literally would be up there like one, one or two, like, Hey, if I had another opportunity to work with this individual, I'm hitting them up. Didn't even have their degree in human resources. They had a degree in theology. You know what I mean? Like, and I hold that individual as the gold standard to me of one of the gold standards to me of a human resource professional and somebody that I would always have the opportunity, love to have the opportunity to work with. Right. And it's because um, she showed hard work, high, you know, high emotional intelligence, ability to communicate effectively, organizational skills, like all of those things that you don't need to have a degree in human resources in order to learn or master. So, um, yeah, I, I would just say that um, based off of my experiences, there's value there, but it's definitely been recalibrated. And I think that um, there are a lot of avenues for people to continue to invest in themselves without 
you know, jumping off the, you know, kind of jumping off the cliff of saying, Hey, I'm going to go to a four year, um, college, you know, public or private and, you know, take on $200,000 worth of debt. Right. Um, because that's going to jump, you know, that's going to jumpstart my career. Um, you know, I, I've seen people that have focused on more specialization, more certifications, more of those type of um, forms of education, those non-traditional forms of education. And that's helped accelerate not just their career, but also their earning potential um, a lot quicker than um, maybe some others who have gone a different route. Well, that's that's part of the challenge, too, right, is is the cost of higher education these days. Uh, and, you know, if you can get into the workforce, gain some experience, maybe even get with a company that has, you know, has those type of benefits where they'll pay for your education, then obviously that's great. Um, but what I've seen with you, what I've seen, again, shout out to uh, to Pops, to Big Jim uh, for doing his thing right now and on a mission to even catch his grandkids and either graduate the same time or maybe even graduate before one of them. So we'll see what, what happens over the next six months or so. But um, the experience that you had, uh, and we are no affiliation with any of these uh, organ. Well, actually I am affiliated with ATD, uh, the Association for Talent Development, but Western Governor University. Um, mm -hmm. My stepmom works for there. Again, you've, you're, uh, you've gone there. My step, my dad is going there now. Um, and it's amazing because of the experience that you have, real world experience, like you're able to knock out those classes sometimes well, in a matter of days or, you know, even in a day you read some stuff, you take a test and because you've done it, you know it, you're able to to take that test and accelerate you receiving your education uh, or receiving bro, this, in, the paper. In a, yeah, right. I was going to say just real quick in a year, bro, like just to put it in perspective in a year of WGU, I went from being a freshman to my junior year my dad has done the same thing now he's retired i mean you were working so then you know kudos yeah. to you but i mean my man has been putting in the work you were doing the same i was amazed at how fast you were going through those things um but how much money as an individual you're able to save yourself so it's a different route but you still achieve that 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 part and that goal of getting that degree but either have paying a lot less with it or for, excuse me, uh, even again, uh, depending on the situation, having your company pay for it. Uh, and like you said a, a little while ago, you're accelerating your earning potential because you're already in the workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's just, you know, so many benefits. And again, that, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's, it's a topic, mm -hmm. right? It's a discussion. It depends on that person's path and where they're at. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's the money, but what I also, sometimes I, I I'm all for certifications and, you know, you and I are having conversations about certain certifications that we want to get uh, to be able to provide different services and offerings to our legacy leader community. Um, but sometimes I've even seen companies like, is that even so much the degree they, they, they're asking for the degree, but it is those certifications in the learning and development space and HR. Uh, and as I was going through my process uh, of looking for uh, another place to land uh, over the last several months, uh, really last year, you know, really taking a look at that and seeing how how much sometimes they're kind of over indexing on these certifications. And it's like, well, I don't have it yet, uh, but I know I can do that work mm -hmm. because I've been doing it and I can I can give you proof. I can give you examples. I can tell you specific stories and examples and results of how I've been able to do those things and help uh, and benefit a company. Um, but sometimes, again, especially when there's hundreds and hundreds, you know, sometimes thousands of people applying, like they're, you know, sticklers for this is what we're looking for. And if you don't have that, like you don't even kind of get, you know, your your resume kind of get your foot into the door. So, yeah, um, that 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 is one area, like I like um, I've said, is a little bit challenging, um, but it's a reality. Right. I think to your point where it used to be 15 years ago, a lot of organizations were sticklers around like nah like we just need like you need to have your degree like I, we need your bachelor's degree period i don't care how long you've been doing something similar for 10 years and then you slowly start started to see organizations evolve and their job descriptions or job listings posting started to change to say hey a four-year degree or eight years worth of experience in this specific field doing the role um, i think you've started to to your point, start to see organizations um, over-index sometimes on the value of those, cert those certifications, right? And it's starting to 
almost the pendulum has swung almost in the opposite direction mm-hmm. where now, okay, you're being a little bit too much of a stickler again on the certification, right? Um, there's value in the experience. Like look at, truly look at my, my resume, my portfolio, my offerings, all of these things that I'm sharing with you. No, I don't have a, a certification in X, Y, Z, but clearly where's my acumen, my knowledge when I'm able to produce all of these things, right? Using the same tools that you're asking me to have a certification in. I'm self-taught, mm-hmm. right? I'm self-taught, right? So the amount of hours that I've put in on, you know, Vyond or whatever the case may be is equivalent or maybe double the amount of hours I would have um, spent getting the certification, right? But I have a real-world product to produce. Exactly. Right? And so... Um, yeah, that's, that's always a pain point. I don't think, um, to be, to be fair, I don't think any organization is ever going to hundred percent get it right. Because I think the other thing that people have to realize is that a lot of these, a lot of these decisions around, you know, how we place values or organizations are placing value on what they're looking for in the talent discovery process is largely a reflection of their experiences. Right. And so for me, right, I'm, I'm more open to digging into somebody's experience and not necessarily looking at traditional education because I know my story. I know the story of people that have mentored me, right? And so I see those individuals that did not have traditional education that are sharp as hell. And so I'm always I'm always thinking, well, damn, is is there another Richard here? Is there another Alan here? Is there another, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is there another Matt here? Is there another Devon here, right? Is there another one of these type of individuals that could potentially be in my talent pool that I I would be missing out on because I'm looking to see if only this box is checked. Like you have to look at the totality of somebody's experience, um, you know, as you're assessing these things. And so, and then, you know, we've seen examples too of, of people who, who have experience, who have the master's degree, have the NBA, but still sometimes kind of find themselves, you know, in a spot where they're they maybe a little stuck or they're kind of capped on on the growth, you know, of their of their career, um, which is why it's also important whether you're doing that, you know, kind of if you're already established in your career, uh, or if you're straight out of high school going to college to get, you know, your your degree and then maybe a master's or MBA. It's it's the things like focus for success. You know, how do you really, they don't teach you that in college. You know, mm-hmm. one of the biggest, you know, topics uh, over the last few years, right? It's not about the IQ, it's about the EQ. So maybe you have all of the book knowledge and you have some experience, but do you have the emotional intelligence to really connect with people and, and to kind of capture, you know, people's hearts and just be able to understand how how people's emotions work in the workplace, especially as as generations have grown and just changed over the last you know ten to fifteen years. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's you know those soft skills as well that you don't always mm-hmm. necessarily get in mm-hmm. in college. Um, I mean you know you get communication and you might get um, you know learning how to do speeches and stuff like that. Uh, but it's what I found it's through you know certifications and. Uh, and online courses that I've taken as well that that have helped to to sharpen you know some of those mm-hmm. skills, um, and if you're blessed because we've taught some of those things at times, uh, you know in the workplace. If you're blessed to be able to get some of that, then again, you know kudos because you're working for a really you know Good great company that yeah exactly that sees those type of things. Um, but again, yeah, we're talking about going to school before you actually get into the workplace that might be providing you with some of those things. Uh, exactly. And that you, you can see that sometimes the, the damage, you know, in that you can't come back from mistakes, uh, but that it causes in people's relationships. And, and again, maybe even their, their growth and trajectory because they maybe lack some of those things. They got the paper, but they lack some of those other soft skills that you need to combine uh, with the experience to really be successful and excel you know in in the workspace well yeah man i think for both of us we've seen kind of how that's played out from time to time where you have somebody who may be book smart but not street smart yeah you know what i mean and they they get around people and kind of the relationship component that's so critical for the relationships and the communication and the emotional intelligence that's critical towards moving business forward right and we've you know people if you've been following us you've listened to season one um you know we talk about uh we talk a little bit about culture eating strategy um, i think in that episode specifically where we call out like how people are assessing you on two things, right? A combination of rapport and competency. Mm-hmm. And so we've been 
in those situations where we've bought on somebody, somebody on board and they have all the competency in the world, all the degrees, all the certifications, all of this other stuff. Right. But they don't have the rapport. They don't have the street smarts in terms of like, well, how do you communicate effectively? Like understand, understanding the nuances of you know reading people from an emotional perspective and gauging where people are at before before you start providing feedback or a directive and you know how to navigate difficult conversations and um it's i think it's funny because that's probably the biggest misconception when it comes to um you know education and teaching yourself there's this there's been this thought process that these and these skills these soft skills are like you're just blessed with them like people just have like you know what i mean like i've mm-hmm. i've had people that have um have tried to discredit or uh, maybe intentionally or unintentionally try to discredit the the eq or the communication skills that i've honed over my career by just saying well like you were born with that like well, all right, I was I was blessed with the the absence of fear in communication. Like that's that's what I was born with. Like nobody <laughs> ever told me I needed to shut up, right? So like I just that was not a fear for me. But how to communicate, how to get messages across, how to how to understand if people are comprehending, taking that feedback, adjusting your communication style, that's not something I was blessed with. I learned that, yeah. right? I, I spent time to learn that and you can learn these things too, right? And much like how you, you hear people talking about, um, you know, uh, high school, you know, high school, they want to teach me Pythagorean theorem, but nobody wants to teach me how to do my taxes, right? Because it comes down to like this theory of what you need to know versus the practical the practicality of knowing how to do your taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the same. The same is true when you talk about education um, in the business space, in the leadership space, right? There's a lot of theory on, uh, um, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna do an entire course on supply chain management. That's important. That is absolutely important. There should also be a an entire course dedicated to emotional intelligence, to uh, facilitating uh, meetings, right? To navigating difficult conversations and delivering performance actions. Because I can tell you right now, when I was going through school, there was that didn't exist. All of that stuff I learned on the on the job by having people blow up in my face, cuss me out, <laughs> right? Um, you know, challenge me. And I've had to learn to refine those things over time. And as I've learned those things, I've tried to be intentional about teaching my leadership team those things so that they don't have to get that experience the same way I did. But again, those things can be taught. Those things can be taught. Um, And so there's a lot of value in making the investment and pursuing that type of education. Um, If you're a leader in a corporate America or you're running your own business, you're an entrepreneur because everything comes down to relationships and those attributes that we've kind of talked about that Mm -hmm. unfortunately do not get taught today. Absolutely. So we've seen it, you know, in in 2020, because it's now 2021, uh, as the the pandemic hit and and life just changed for all of us in so many ways. Uh, But we saw, you know, there were some organizations and companies out there that were already, you know, starting to provide education in different ways. Um, You know, we have, again, our our LinkedIn page for our LinkedIn pros out there that are part of this legacy leader community. Uh, There's LinkedIn learning. Um, You mentioned it earlier, you know, companies like Google and and Microsoft started to create our in the process still of creating kind of their own uh, certifications and and courses that again, are different from the the, the typical uh, education that you may get, um, you know, in college itself. Platforms like uh, Udemy, uh, there's a number of, of online courses and just even YouTube, you know, so much mm-hmm. information that you can learn from YouTube for free. Um, YouTube University. YouTube University, exactly. So, so you have all of these these programs that are starting to really take off even more because people are, they're home, uh, they can't go to school or because of, of situations and how the uh, the workforce has changed you know, people are, are having to reinvent themselves, you know, and maybe they don't have, again, they can't just go to school. Schools are shut down now anyway, uh, as far as going to school itself. Um, 
you know, but how do I how do I use platforms like that and use opportunities like that again to gain some of the skills that we were just talking about um, and still have to make an investment, but, you know, make a, a lower cost investment, uh, one that's lower cost and that I can get done in a shorter amount of time as opposed to investing, you know, the four years to get a, a degree or if I don't have one yet or maybe going back to school and getting my MBA, um, which, again, you know, that that really. As we were seeing that in the marketplace, within the world, in our own individual experiences, um, that was one of the the things that you know really kind of led us to to where we're at right now. And you know, as we get into season two, and, and the name of the season is more than a pod, and and really just talking about not just legacy and leadership podcasts, but the legacy leadership learning group. Um, so I wanted you to you know to kind of dive into that a little bit too, and you know off of the heels of the Focus for Success webinar, and we've been hinting at it, uh, you know, but the additional content that we're putting together um, right now, we got more to come, but that we're putting together right now, again specifically helping people to really develop that laser-like focus so that they can truly achieve the goals that they're looking to achieve, uh, providing productivity secrets. You know, how do you really um, diffuse all of the distractions that are around you so that you can focus on your goals, focus on your career? And, and even if, it, if you are in school, how do you focus on accomplishing that and getting your degree done so that you're saving as much money as possible, you're accelerating that process, uh, and you're getting to that next level and that next step uh, in, in the process? proper amount of time. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, yeah, kind of like you said, it just seems like the, the, the momentum and the feedback that we've been getting has kind of culminated in us, you know, heading down this direction of, um, officially launching the legacy leadership learning group. Um, we, uh, you know, we were blessed enough to be able to officially birth that baby and his birth date is, uh, December 10th, December 10th of 2020. Um, and launching, um, you know, that, that partnership group um, to focus on providing services specifically catered to professionals, entrepreneurs um, around the leadership space and learning space. Right. And to be able to give some deliver some of these soft skills, um, you know, and certifications so that you can enrich yourself, enrich your skill set, whether you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur um, with skills that are going to be needed. Um, in either of those industries, like regardless of what industry you're pursuing. Right. Um, and, you know, having gone through this process myself personally, I've gotten a litany of certifications from different organizations. And so um, I can tell you a little bit about um, most of the the learning experiences that exist, you know, whether it was to get my um, my green belt in Six Sigma, which was mm -hmm. entirely, you know, um, user led. And, you know, I got a bunch of PDFs and basically was like, hey, read this whenever you want to, you know, whenever you get to and whenever you think you know enough, then go ahead and take take the test in order to get your your um, your certification for your, your green belt. Um, and I was fortunate enough to do that. But again, that wasn't um, easy. I was able to do that a couple of years ago, years ago. But um, that wasn't easy at the time, you know, getting my green belt, my yellow belt, my white belt um, or. Even more recently, um, you know, getting, um, you know, uh, some investment from my current my current organization from mm -hmm. a development perspective to say, hey, we want you to connect with this company and um, they're going to, um, you know, give you a class on operational program management. Right. Um, and going through that and being in the room with other professionals from different industries um, and seeing that experience and while that was facilitator led. Um, one of the things that I felt was lacking in my experience um, was a lot of the real world application and feedback or training from somebody that's rooted in I've done these things. And it's not necessarily the theory of these things. Right. Um, and um, I found myself and I found a lot of the value, to be honest with you, was in the exchanges I had with myself and with other members that were being trained mm -hmm. um, more so than what was being facilitated to us. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think I know, you know, kind of given our experiences, both in the learning space and in the operational space and whether it's customer service or sales or um, all of these different, you know, um, experiences that we've had over these past couple of years um, um, of our career. Uh, 
we have experience not only you know facilitating and training and developing people on these skill sets, but we also have the real world experience to back it and to talk about these situations and how it actually played out. Mm-hmm. Not again, not a theory, not how I think it may go, but how it actually went. Right. And what did we do in those situations? And so, um, you know, through those experiences, through that feedback, through this journey, the legacy leadership learning group um, was born. And so uh, when we talk about being more than a podcast, it's exactly that. Um, again, you know, we're building out a e-learning course, um, a e-learning page where we'll have uh, e-learning courses where you'll be able to make an investment in yourself, an investment in enriching yourself as a leader, as an entrepreneur. Right. To learn these skills, a lot of these soft skills that are critically important if you're talking about accelerating um, your impact, accelerating your influence, growing your business exponentially, um, all of these things. Um, I've been fortunate enough. uh, We both been fortunate enough, actually, uh, like I said, to not only use these things um, in the corporate space, but um, even with small business owners, um, Mm -hmm. you and I both, you know, having small business owners reach out to us and ask for um, guidance on, you know, leadership and their business and marketing and all these different things. Right. Um, And the, um, the, the, the fact that these, these courses, these things that we're going to be teaching have been proven in those spaces, I think is what creates the value um, for our legacy leaders and folks that are willing to make that investment and enrich themselves. So we're super excited to be able to bring this to you guys. Um, we really are. Um, and I think anybody that um, has the experience of either working directly with us um, over our careers or if you participated in um, the focus challenge and the webinar, you've mm-hmm. just seen the groundwork we've been laying over the past six months. Um, I think the one thing that is cr- that's crystal clear is we do not do any of this half-ass. Um, we are extremely passionate about these topics. We are extremely committed to being able to invest in folks um, and to help see them grow and help enrich their skill set. Um, and so we're not um, cutting any corners by any stretch of the imagination. You're going to get um, some high quality content, um, some high quality learning content, things that are going to be um, you know, um, self-paced, video-based, facilitator-led. Um, you know, you know, we're even in the process right now of working towards um, being able to, um, you know, kind of do a la carte uh, training for larger organizations. You know, I've had the, you know the opportunity mm-hmm. to, um, you know, recently do a leadership uh, seminar with um, Orange County for you know for their jails a couple of months back. And so being able to do more things like that for public and private organizations um, is something that, um, you know, we're going to be accomplishing here in 2021. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited for, you know, what we have to offer. Absolutely. Uh, So for our legacy leaders out there, again, if you've been really thinking about, you know, what are these guys, what do they mean when they say more than a pod or hashtag more than a pod? Devon just laid it out for you right there. Um, and not just even soft skills. I mean, even with the focus success, there's specific productivity tools that you know, you're going to be able to learn as you go through that course. Um, so it's it's soft skills, technical skills uh, that will, again, in this particular course that will be bundled up together. Uh, and also you want you to remind our folks. So so, you know, that's going to be officially launching and available on the 18th. But right now to launch and celebrate the beginning of our season, uh, we're actually doing a raffle where uh, four lucky legacy leaders, we are going to pay for your Focus for Success e-learning course. Uh, so it's about $150 worth of, of content and again, productivity tools uh, and, and video courses that you're gonna be able to go through to learn these different soft skills and technical skills, again, to help you really develop that laser-like focus so that you can achieve the goals that you wanna achieve for yourself in 2021. Uh, and it's not free. We're gonna be paying for it for you, for four lucky folks. Uh, so go ahead and, and remind us of how uh, our listeners out there can actually be involved in this travel and make sure that their name is in there. Absolutely, man. So super simple, super, super, super simple. The cost of entry um, is a very low bar because all it is is support. So if you go to our YouTube channel, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you go back to the teaser video in the teaser video, um, I guess we can include it in, in this video as well, right? So mm-hmm. if you go to the teaser video or if you are watching uh, this episode on YouTube um, and you go to the link that is in the description, 
right? That link will take you to um, a landing page where you can fill out, <clears throat> uh, again, where you can fill out uh, your email address, provide your email address, um, confirm that you subscribe to, to the YouTube channel because that's critically important for us um, as well, right? Um, and then your name, and that's it. And then we'll be conducting the raffle based off of that information. And then once we have our four lucky winners that we are going to sponsor for mm -hmm. this Focus for Success um, you know, uh, e-learning course, we will make the announcement. We'll make sure that you guys have um, access um, to the course. Um, and, yeah, you can uh, you know, invest in yourself to start 2021 off right. Awesome. For sure, for sure. Um, so go ahead and break down for our folks just kind of some some main points you know that you took away from the conversation today. Sure. So um, a couple things that really stood out to me. Um, I think the value of traditional education versus non-traditional education, again, specialized um, learning or apprenticeships, um, has definitely shifted over the past fifteen years. Um, it's largely a reflection of you know, um, companies looking to mitigate risk and make investment in folks um, that they know are going to be proven commodities based off of their work experience. But again, it's not exact, right? And you obviously have to make the decision that's best for you um, and your family as you pursue these things. Um, that uh, obviously, you know, th that that impact um, does not necessarily extend to some of these specialized <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. skills. Again, uh, again, nobody wants uh, somebody who learned you know, being a doctor, um, right, through YouTube videos only, right, no matter how great YouTube University may be, right? Um, and that, you know, kind of based off of our experiences, um, you know, through these past six months, um, in response to the evolution that has been occurring in the industry of the value of non-traditional learning, more specialized learning, I'll call it that, more specialized learning, um, right, more... Um, a la carte learning um, that, you know, we felt compelled to be able to offer up, you know, our experiences, our expertise in that space as well by launching the Legacy Leadership Learning Group and that to celebrate the birth of this new child, this new baby, right, we are willing to um, sponsor four individuals um, to have access to the very first e-learning course being offered by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. Um, and that entry is super, super simple. Go to YouTube, subscribe, fill out the form. It's that simple. We're going to run the raffle. We'll find our four winners, and we're going to make sure that you guys have access so that you can enrich yourself going into 2021. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, also know that it's while we're very confident in our skill set, like this is not just Devon and myself, uh, L3G, uh, it's not just the two of us. We have a, an official partner, uh, learning experience designer, which is Ricardo Bernias. Uh, we also have an, another instructional designer, Mary, that has joined the team as well. Uh, so we have a, a few folks, man, that we've, we've built up over the last couple of months to, to really help us again bring you not just a course, but really bring you an experience that's going to be able to to help you to develop a new skill and really know and feel like you've transformed from the beginning to the end of that experience in that course that you're investing in. So uh, very excited about that. Again, be on the lookout. I'm just excited about the team uh, that, again, is being formulated and what we're building uh, for all of you guys. Obviously, we're very passionate about this. Uh, we're educators. We're speakers. Um, and, you know, we, we definitely enjoy and have a passion for what we're doing and helping to, pe you know, people develop, again, what it really means to live as a leader worth following. How do you develop other people to do the same? And then in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. Uh, so to all of our legacy leaders, thank you, thank you, thank you for, for listening. Uh, again, please show us some love. Uh, make sure that you comment, that you like, and you subscribe to the channel. Comment like uh, the actual uh, podcast episode itself. Um, and if you want to contact us or, and connect with us, it's very easy to do that. You can go to our Facebook community, which is Legacy Leader Community. Again, you can join us in. In there. Uh, we've been kind of off the last couple of days, but as we get started tomorrow in the new week, uh, we're going to be definitely, again, continuing to, to ratchet up the, the communication uh, and the different things that we're doing in that community. Again, exclusive uh, kind of first looks at some of the, the content that we're going to be putting out there, the challenges, all of those things happen within that community. Um, Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Legacy Leadership uh, and then LinkedIn, Facebook, 
uh, Legacy and Leadership Podcast, and for, of course, for our viewers on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Legacy in Leadership Podcast. Uh, and then we're on all major podcast platforms, wherever, again, you prefer to watch, to listen, uh, we're going to be there for you. So again, join us. And, and definitely, you know, even, you know, some of these questions that, that we're post us and that we just kind of talked about, uh, we'd love to hear, you know, your feedback as well. So definitely um, go ahead and, and leave something in, you know, the comments uh, itself. Like, so what are yeah. the implications in 2K21 of pursuing an online MBA? Like, how do you feel about that? Go mm -hmm. ahead and leave some comments. Uh, and if you're a leader out there, if you've been in the workforce for a long time, like how do people in leadership really look at that graduate status and how much does it mean to you? You know, we'd mm -hmm. love to hear your opinion about that as well. So make sure that you go ahead and drop that in there for us um, and then pay attention for the next episode that we have coming up where Devon and I will be discussing uh, the difference between behavior versus outcome based goals uh, still that time of year so we're still going to dive into that uh, some more uh, and again the difference between behavior and outcome based goals and it's important for you to know the difference especially again if you're really trying to make sure that you not just set goals and write them but really achieve your goals as you move forward in 2021 uh, so that is it from us my friend, uh, Devon Watch Jr., myself, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., again, thank you for being here with us. Uh, and as always, God bless. And stay you have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast. Hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.